Hey everybody, Nick Espinoza, your Chief Security Fanatic here, and it is Sunday, so we are doing Breaches of the Week. And this week in Data Breaches was completely nuts, just like every other week is, but we've got some real interesting ones for you, including one very, very concerning one regarding schools that I will be talking about at the end. Now with that, I'd like to thank the following people that sent me a lot of this information. Jay Dance, Jacqueline Wolf, Simon Marsh, Carlo Ricardo, and anybody else. If I missed you, I really, really appreciate it. And please keep sending those tips in. It really does help me out. And with that, no time to lose. And let's start with the Keating Consulting Group. Because one of their accountants was tricked on January 11th by a threat actor impersonating the CEO of Framework Computer, basically into sharing a spreadsheet that contained all of Framework's customers' personally identifiable information, basically associated uh, outstanding balances for Framework purchases as well. So we're talking names, email addresses, and balances. So if you've bought a Framework computer, specifically they make laptops, heads up to you. Moving on. Let's head down under to the uh, Melbourne-based travel agency Inspiring Vacations. They left a huge 26.8 database publicly exposed, basically devoid of any security measures like passwords. That's outstanding. Now, the exposed data included high-resolution passport images, travel visa certificates, uh, basically itinerary or ticket files, and more information. Now, most of the individuals in the records were obviously Australian, but uh, some ID, um, some of the documents were from New Zealand, United Kingdom, and Ireland as well. So, heads up to you if you've used them. About a thousand, um, basically, in the sample size, about a thousand identified documents were found. So, this is huge, and we are talking about almost fourteen thousand customers. So heads up. Moving on, let's talk about healthcare services provider HMG Healthcare. Now they disclosed a data breach impacting the personal information um, of at least uh, of, of employees and residents of at least forty affiliated nursing homes or nursing facilities. Now, according to the notice uh, from the organization, the incident was identified on November uh, in November of this uh, of twenty three. Excuse me, this year we're in January. But an investigation determined that the data breach occurred actually in August of 2023. Now, what we're talking about here are names, contact information, dates of birth, health information, medical treatment details, social security numbers, employee records, and more. So heads up to you, uh, basically HMG Healthcare patients or employees. Moving on. Let's do our mini segment real quick, <clears throat> basically entitled, If You Just Spent More on Cybersecurity, You Wouldn't Be Getting Sued. So let's talk about all the lawsuits from the past week or so. The first one up is Capital Health Systems. And for the record, healthcare uh, lawsuits tend to be the, the name of the game. We see more of those than anything else for the record. So Capital Health Systems, they own hospitals in Trenton and Hopewell, New Jersey. So while Capital Health Systems allegedly failed to notify its patients of the data breach, some have already been experiencing repercussions. The only person named in the suit is a long-standing patient who has undergone treatments and surgeries at the Capital Health System facilities and claims to have suffered losses during this breach. Now, the uh, plaintiff and class representative claim to have experienced, quote, damage and diminution from... Uh, damage and diminution in the value of private information, a form of property that Capital Health acquired from him, violation of privacy rights, and present imminent and impending injury arising from increased risk of identity theft and fraud, end quote. Now, the case is still being tried, but obviously that's a huge thing. So heads up to you. If you're a patient at Capital Health System, one of their hospitals may be entitled to compensation at some point. Moving on, let's talk about Integris Health. Now, two 
two federal lawsuits have been filed against Integris over a recent data breach. Now, the lawsuits claim that cyber criminals responsible for the breach have already begun, quote, directly extorting victims, end quote. That's right. That's a huge problem <clears throat> that we are really starting to see. Now, Integris Health announced that it was a victim of basically an incident over the Christmas holiday. According to one lawsuit filed in federal court this past Monday, one alleged victim of the data breach claimed she began receiving emails <clears throat> from basically, and they list the email out, threatening that her data would be sold on the dark web and would be used for fraud or identity theft if she didn't pay. Now, the emails are said to have contained samples of the victim's personal information as proof that they actually have that, and here we are. So that lawsuit looks like it's probably going to go through, and I would wager that it's probably going to be successful for the plaintiffs. Moving on. Dollar Bank, a Pennsylvania plaintiff voluntarily dismissed her proposed class action against the bank. The rest of it's under a paywall, but I'm honestly curious to know as to why. I'm guessing maybe they just couldn't hold up the evidence of Dollar Bank's uh, cyber incident or whatever it was. But heads up to you, if you are a Dollar Bank patron, you may not have entitlement to compensation sooner than later. Moving on. Rafua Health Center in the state of New York. Now, they have now committed to investing $1.2 million to enhance their cybersecurity measures and will also pay $450,000 in costs and penalties. Now, this move comes as a part of an agreement with New York Attorney General Letitia James resolving allegations against the health center. The allegations claim that Rafua Health Center had not maintained adequate security controls, obviously, and that lapse led to basically a data breach, which compromised sensitive patient information. So obviously not good. So those were essentially your lawsuits or legal actions for the week. And again, if they had just spent money, they wouldn't be in this mess. I wouldn't be talking about them. Moving on. I want to give you an update on that major health breach from WellTalk. We have more uh, hospitals or medical facilities disclosing. And this week, it's St. Joseph Health and Baylor Scott and White in the state of Texas. So heads up to you if you're patients of any of those. Moving on, let's head on over to Iran and talk about Bit24.cash. Now, a potential data breach has been uncovered at the Iranian uh, cryptocurrency exchange, raising concerns about the exposure of sensitive information belonging to nearly 230,000 users. Now, a misconfigured MINIO or MINIO instance was discovered by cyber news researchers inadvertently providing access to Amazon AWS S3 buckets containing basically the exchange's KYC data. Now, the misconfiguration exposed critical details of approximately 200,000, 230,000 Iranian citizens, as I mentioned, but we are talking about things like written consent to regulations, passports, IDs, and credit cards. The exchange has reported uh, that the instance that has been secured and is no longer accessible, meaning they finally locked it down. Now, given Iran's uh, strict access to global financial markets because of sanctions, the, com the country has very much turned to cryptocurrency. In the past year alone, Iranian uh, crypto exchanges facilitated transactions totaling almost $3 billion U.S., with the majority adhering to the know-your-customer KYC requirements. So by virtue of that, that is obviously a huge thing for that country, and hopefully they are now secure. Moving on.
Let's head on back to the States and talk about Indigo Sky Casino in Oklahoma, specifically Indigo Sky Casino and Resort and Outpost Casino. And they announced they're notifying individuals whose personal information may have been accessed in connection with a data security incident. On December 1st, they learned an unknown third party had acquired some documents from their system. The documents at issue may have contained employees' personal information, including name, driver's license, social security number, and medical information as well. In addition, the documents may have contain some patrons' names and social security numbers and or driver's license numbers as well. Apparently, no financial information was included. So if you use Indigo Sky Casino and Outpost and Resort and all that for all of your Outpost, Resort, and Casino needs, you better check in. Moving on. ESO Solutions. They announced that a breach occurred on September 28 when attackers executed a ransomware attack that resulted in the compromise of sensitive patient data. Now, the attackers exfiltrated data before encrypting several company systems, gaining access to a machine containing personal information. We're talking full name, date of birth, phone numbers, patient account slash medical records, injury details, diagnosis information, treatment history, procedure details, and even social security numbers. So heads up to you if you are using ESO solutions for anything. Moving on. Let's head on over to the state of Oregon and talk about the Oregon Pacific Bank. On January 9th, they filed a notice of breach with their attorney general and their state after discovering that confidential information in the company's possession was subject to unauthorized access. They believe that essentially uh, a third party was able to access uh, consumers' sensitive information. I do not have a list of that. They have started sending out notices. So heads up if you use Oregon Pacific Bank for all your banking needs. (laughs) Moving on, let's talk about Consensio Health. Apparently one word. On January 4th, they filed with HHS after discovering that portions of their computer network were encrypted as a result of a ransomware attack. Now, in that notice, basically, they say that name, social security number, address, dates of birth, driver's license, and medical information was exposed upon completing their investigation. They've started sending out notices to those affected as well. Moving on, let's head on over to India and talk about their one of their largest internet service providers known as Hathway. Now, an attacker operating under the name Dawn of Devil has recently leaked a database alleging to be associated with Hathway, formerly known as BITV Cable Networks, and officially named Hathway Cable and Datacom Limited. Now, Hathway is, as I mentioned, one of the leading Indian internet service providers um, and and, uh, cable television services for the entire country. Now, in their post, the notorious breach forums where the database was leaked, the attacker disclosed that the data breach, data breach took place on December 23rd after they managed to breach Halfway's defenses by exploiting a security vulnerability essentially in their content management system and essentially was able to gain access. The attackers shared two links. Now, the first link compromises, or I'm sorry, comprises 12 gigabytes of user data, while the second one is 214 gigabytes, and basically it's over across 800 CSV or comma-separated values files. Now, according to the attackers, they basically have personal details of more than 41 million Hathaway customers. And we're talking name, email address, phone numbers, home address, customer registration forms, copies of the ADHAR uh, national identity cards with forms and various other personal information, including KYC or know your customer data as well. So 
obviously that is a huge issue. So heads up to you uh, if you are using uh, India's largest or one of the largest internet service providers, Hathway. Moving on, let's head on back to the United States and talk about Cellnetics Pathology and Laboratories because on January 24th, they filed with Maine after discovering an unauthorized party was able to gain access to their network. We're talking name, social security, uh, driver's license, state IDs, dates of birth, passport numbers, and health insurance numbers, as well as ID numbers, uh, essentially were part of this. Calnetics began sending out notices as well. <laughs> MedJet is up next because in January, MedJet and MedJet Assist basically filed with Massachusetts after discovering that information had been in, that they had entrusted to a third party essentially had uh, was subject to unauthorized access. I do not know who that third party was for the record. In this notice, what we are talking about here is sensitive information, but they do not list it out. They began sending out notifications, though. So heads up if you use MedJet for all your medical flying needs, I'm guessing. I don't know. Moving on. Let's head on down to Saudi Arabia and talk about specifically the Holy Makkah municipality. Now, an individual operating under the alias Hayuin, I'm I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, is reportedly offering the municipality's data for sale on the dark web with an asking price of $10,000 US. Now, the individual asserts that uh, possession of, quote, fat government resource, end quote, obtained from the municipality, which allegedly includes Office 365, Active Directory, and VPN users. I'm not sure if passwords were included. The article did not say, but heads up to you. If you work for, if anything to do with the Holy Makam municipality, in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Moving on, let's talk about Insomniac Games. This one is actually really interesting and pretty damaging, not just for them, but for apparently one of their largest customers. A recent cyber attack on this game developer basically exposed internal information, providing a glimpse into their gaming roadmap for the next 10 years. That's obviously a huge thing. Now, this leak was initiated by the Ricida ransomware group, and basically it's caused quite a stir in the gaming community, particularly by revealing the details of upcoming Marvel projects. That's right, we're talking about Marvel here. Leaks included unannounced Marvel titles, uh, basically story details about these, the future of Spider-Man, Ratchet and Clank, and the highly anticipated Wolverine game. Now, the breach exposed sensitive information, including personal details of employees, production files, and comprehensive project road mapping extending until 2035. A leaked documents outline a decade of gaming agendas, including unannounced multiplayer projects, a new Ratchet and Clank installment, so heads up if you're a fan of that one, uh, a series of Spider-Man games and spin-offs if you're also a fan of Spider-Man, and the level of detail revealed was absolutely staggering because we're also talking about budgets, sales forecasts, revenue sharing plans tied to Marvel licensing deals, <laughs> everything. They got pretty much everything from Insomniac Games, at least when it comes to Marvel, so heads up, if you're a gamer, you can basically basically go Google this and read the next, I don't know, five Spider-Man movies or games or whatever. So obviously not a good look. Moving on, let's talk about Loan Depot. I guess a depot for your loans or your loan needs. Now, quote, though our investigation is ongoing, at this time, the company has determined that the unauthorized party activity included access to certain company systems and the encryption of data, end quote. That is according to their SEC 8K filing, which is basically what you have to file to the SEC if you have a data breach. I don't have much more information on this. This is developing right now. But as more info comes out, you know I'll keep you up to date here on Breaches of the Week. And finally... 
And we have two finalists for you, and I think both of them are deeply concerning. But for the first finally, we are going back to the kingdom of Saudi Arabia to specifically talk about the Ministry of Foreign Affairs for the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, because they allegedly fell victim to a massive data breach. Now, the Saudi Foreign Affairs data breach purportedly exposed the personal information of more than 1.4 million employees affiliated with the ministry. A threat intelligence and research agency posted a screenshot of a dark web leak on X, formerly known as Twitter. This screenshot shares the details of the employee's data breach, uh, basically exposed from the Foreign Affairs uh, Office. Now, the threat actor named Zelda, who poses as a quote-unquote advanced user of the platform, joined the Dark Web League form in 2023, December specifically. Zelda posted the Saudi Foreign Affairs data breach on Tuesday, January 9. Now, the data breach has basically been published. It's roughly 600 megabytes in size, and it contains records of ID, GUID, Arabic names, display names, full names, associated department titles, office telephone numbers, mobile phone numbers, emails, home phone numbers, job titles, and more information. And the reason why this is one of the last ones I'm talking about, <coughs> excuse me, is simply this. When you have the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, this would be the equivalent of the United States State Department here. These are very sensitive employees. Some of them are in the intelligence community. Some of them are simply diplomats or, or just office workers, whatever this is. But what this does is it gives an advantage to potential adversaries of the country uh, to basically understand how the foreign ministry, ministry works and potentially how to target uh, any of their employees or members of the, the their basically their foreign ministry staff. So this is a very serious issue, as it would be for any country. I don't care if you like or hate Saudi Arabia or like or hate any other country. This is a very damning thing for 1.3 million, I assume, mostly Saudi citizens. So that is a huge problem, and, and I hope that they get it straightened out and i hope it's not as bad as it sounds but seeming like it is so best of luck to you the ministry of foreign affairs for the kingdom of saudi arabia and finally finally holy cow okay <clears throat> so for our last breach we actually have to talk about schools, but specifically, we're going to be focusing on school shooters. Other information was leaked, but this one is an important one because thousands of emergency planning documents from U.S. schools, including their safety procedures for active shooter emergencies, were leaked in a trove of more than 4 million records that were inadvertently made public. Now, last month, security researcher Jeremiah Fowler, somebody I've mentioned on uh, basically Breaches of the Week before, discovered 800 gigabytes, which is a huge amount of data, of files and logs linked to school software provider Raptor Technologies. Now, the firm provides software that allows schools to track student attendance, monitor visitors, and man manage emergency situations. <laughs> Raptor says that its software is used by more than 5,300 U.S. school districts and over 60,000 schools around the the entire planet. Now, the highly sensitive cache of documents included evacuation plans with maps showing the route students could take and where, uh, basically where they should gather during emergencies, details of students who pose a threat on campus, meaning, let's say your school is recording that, you know, I don't know, you know, freshman Johnny is potentially an issue. That's that kind of information. On top of it, medical records, court documents related to restraining orders and family abuse, as well as the names and IDs of staff, students, and their parents or guardians. So we are talking about highly sensitive information on minors, not to mention actually understanding how a school is going to react in an incident or an event like a shooter. Now, around 75% 
of the exposed documents appear to be threat reports, details of safety drills, or related emergency procedures, according to Fowler. Now, these files document how individual schools would respond in, in uh, specific emergencies and the results of their test events. There is no evidence for the record to show that these were accessed by a malicious person, but, and this is the kicker of it all, the details they include could potentially be exploited by somebody planning to attack a school. And that's the big issue here. School shooters are motivated enough basically, and, and to pick up a weapon, walk into a school, map these things out ever since Columbine. You know, they had an entire plan written down, those two. And, and so this is the issue. A ton of documents were exposed. And, and so uh, here, but this is the most concerning. So one document titled, quote, active shooter slash lockdown drill, end quote, provides a checklist of 11 questions that staff members need to fill out you know, basically to or to basically analyze the school's performance as a result of the drill. Now, the drill includes whether they heard a code red drill being announced and whether windows and doors were locked and checked. <laughs> Questions on the drill document also include whether noise or talking could be heard from nearby rooms and whether anyone answered the door when it was locked. And so imagine being a, a school shooter. You're motivated enough and angry enough and horrific enough to basically want to kill people in that building, your fellow students, teachers, faculty, whoever, whoever it is. And you basically have access to the entire plan. Oh, I know that if I'm on this side of the building, they're going to try to evacuate this way. Maybe I can cut them off. If it's a team of shooters, like it was at Columbine and a couple of others, which is less frequent, but it happens, you know, maybe they know how to cover the doors and exits. Maybe they know how to basically avoid a lot of the lockdown or choke points that a school may create to slow a shooter down as they're waiting for first responders. <laughs> this is a problem. And so... We have to make sure that as we are basically maintaining good cyber hygiene, especially if we're a cloud provider, that we are basically adhering to excellent principles, uh, always have things encrypted, uh, least privilege. All of these things need to come into play because the last thing you want to do is expose to the world all of this really sensitive information. So that's the, how I'm going to end this because I think... There's really nothing else to say. We have a problem here in the United States. And, and there are other countries that have this, but not nearly at the level that we do of school shooters. And our response is basically active shooter drills to try and protect our kids when, quite frankly, I think we could be doing a lot more. Now, I'm not getting into that debate right here, but the point is, is that we need to do something. And, and the way it's going, we're just going to end up with more dead kids. And so I, I think that really has to have an open and honest debate, you know, and, and, and even we don't have to be yelling at each other and, and prone to hyperbole, which ends up devolving a lot of these situations when you're just trying to have an open and honest conversation about the possibilities of what to do here. So I'll leave that with you. That's your food for thought. Those were your breaches of the week. Were you affected? Let me know. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.